to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast from Houston, Texas. We hope you enjoy our English pastor, John Ryan Cantu's Sunday morning message. Amen. All right. First Kings, if you have your Bibles, First Kings chapter 10, verses 1 through 9. First Kings chapter 10, 1 through 9. <clears throat> Amen. We got it? We ready? All right. Are we awake this morning, right? We're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna let the word do what the word does, right? Amen. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mom. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. First Kings chapter 10, 1 through 9, it says, Now when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue with, uh, with camels bearing spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she told him all that was on her mind. And when Solomon answered all her questions, there was nothing hidden from, uh, from the king that he could not explain to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his officials, and the attendance of his servants, their clothing, his cupbearers, and his burnt offerings that he offered at the house of the Lord, there was no more breath in her. And she said to the king, the report was true that I heard in my own land of your words and of your wisdom, but I did not believe the reports until I came and my own eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told to me. Your wisdom and prosperity surpass the report that I heard. Happy are your men. Happy are your servants who continually stand to stand before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God who has delighted in you and set you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord loved Israel forever, he has made you king that you may execute justice and righteousness. Amen. Did you get all that this morning? Let's pray over this word, Heavenly Father. I pray Right now, my God, that you open up our hearts, you open up our minds, Lord, to receive the word that you have for your church this morning, Father God. We pray that it falls on, on fertile ground, my God, that it may uh, give, give fruit, my God, and, and continue to grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I entitled my message today, When They See It. When They See It. We live in a world that is not easily convinced by the things that, that it hears, right? Because we know that people lie. We know that people are often mistaken. They're misinformed. We know that people often say things kind of, kind of off the cuff, like things that they didn't really fact check. It's just a, they, they heard their friends say it, and so they think it's true, something they read on the Internet. And so naturally, we don't believe everything that we hear. And that's not just today. It's not like we're more skeptical today than, than centuries before, um, because this was also true in Bible times. That's why God performed miracles so that people would see what God was capable of, and then from there, their faith was made stronger in the things that God had not yet done, but they knew that he could do. So when God opened up the seas, right, to make the way for, for the people of Israel in captivity, they knew that God was on their side and there was nothing impossible for God. When Jesus began his ministry, what was the first thing that he did publicly, his first miracle? It was a miracle that he performed Publicly, so people could see everything that he would say about himself thereafter. I am the Son of Man. And it's miracles that, that really made the disciples declare surely this one who the storms listen to, he's got to be everything that he says about himself. I mean, look at what he's doing. 
the disciples performed miracles to show that the Holy Spirit really had done a work in them and that there was power flowing in them. The Apostle Paul even says when you hear someone have a claim, uh, have a word from the Lord, don't just believe it. Test it. We know that fruit is produced, is a product of salvation. It's by the fruit that we see that people are truly belonging to Christ. So now people like you and me, we don't, we don't, we don't uh, need to see God do something before we can believe it, right? We do it differently because we, we know what God has done uh, in the past. We have the ability to, to see something in our minds before we actually see it with our eyes. That's called faith. But when it comes to people, people are not God. I'm not God. You're not God. Your friend isn't God. Your boss isn't God. Your parents aren't God. And so we're never going to give people the same amount of faith that we would give to God. So sometimes people will want to see something before they believe it. You following? Give you an example. A few weeks ago, I tried for the very first time the spicy chicken sandwich from Popeye's. I was really late to the game. I was. I was late because I hate, I hate lines. I hate lines. Like, God has given me so much patience for so many things, but he's allowed lines to be that outlet of impatience. And when I get in a line, I can't do it. When I have to hold uh, for, for, for customer service or whatever, I can't do it. So I'm just never satisfied as a customer, right? Um, I hate lines. And so additionally, I wasn't about to go and risk my life because I've been hearing about all the, uh, you know, people getting shanked and stuff, you know, for, for Popeyes. Popeyes, you know, Popeyes always forgets my order, they get it wrong, they, you know, they, they always sell out of the very thing that they sell, chicken, right? Like you'd think they'd run their business better, so I wasn't about to do all of that for, for Popeyes, but I had heard what people were saying about this chicken sandwich. Social media went crazy. People were getting shot. People were getting stabbed for a chicken sandwich, and so naturally, that piqued my interest. Like, if this is worth dying for or going to jail for, maybe I should try this, this sandwich. So, so finally, when they were back in stock, I saw a Popeye's, and there was one or two cars in the drive-thru. And I, I was like, all right, that's what's up. So I went in. I got myself a, a sandwich. I got home. I took my first bite. And everything that people said about that sandwich was a lie. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Don't clap. Don't clap. It was better than what they said. It was incredible. If you haven't tried it yet, no, it is amazing. It is, yeah, it's, it's just, it's everything that is just amazing about it. I mean, the chicken is so, th- I'm not going to start preaching about the sandwich, but just know, if you haven't tried it, you need to try it, okay? And look, I, I'm still loyal to Chick-fil-A. I still love me a spicy deluxe, right, from Chick-fil-A. Um, I, they're going to have my business. I, I, I'm still very appreciative of the $1.39 hot and spicy with cheese that I get at McDonald's. I'm, I'm still a loyal customer, but man, this was another level. But I had to taste it, in this case, taste it to believe it. I had to see for myself. So the Bible says that, that the Queen of Sheba, she had heard about the fame of King Solomon. She had heard about it. She had heard that he had wisdom that surpassed any other man or woman that has lived before him in their time. Anyone who was going to ever live like this guy was the wisest of the wise. 
She had heard about the riches that he had that surpassed every other person in, in their day. So she heard about these things and, and she had to go and see it to believe it. So my question for all of us this morning, church, and I want you to get this. What are people saying about the church? What are the reports? What are you telling others about your church? What are you telling people about what God has done in your life, about what God is doing in your life? If God saved your, message, your, your marriage, have you told people? If he healed a loved one, ha- have you told someone? If, if, if you love our, our ministry, which I hope that you do because you're here, you're a part of it, have you told people what God is doing? What are the reports you're telling people that would intrigue them to want to come and see for themselves? What are they talking about? What's all this hype? What's all this hype about Jesus that, that Brandon talks about all the time? What's, what, what, what's all this joy that he's got? Well, he's always with a smile on his face, and, and, and it's like he's got to come to work, and, and he gets here at like, I don't know what time he gets there, five in the morning, and like, who smiles on their way to work? What, what is it about this Jesus, this, this church that this person is a part of? Maybe you say, Pastor, well, I've gotten on stage, and I've, I've testified about what God has done. I've told people what God has done in my marriage. I, I came up here and I shared my testimony, and that's, that's good. That's great. We need to do that. We need to be a church that testify in the church because we want to hear about, we want to celebrate your victories. I love it. I love it when someone says, man, God did this in my life. When, when someone says, God healed me from, from cancer. I still remember Tiffany. You know, we celebrated with her in our Wednesday night class because we had heard what God had done. And we called her. We FaceTimed her. We celebrated. I love that. That, that in-house testimony. That's very important. But what I'm talking about is, is something different. Because... In reality, whether or not I hear about what God has done in your life, whether you hear about what God has done in my life, you're still going to show up Sunday after Sunday worshiping God because you know who God is. You know what he has done. I would love to hear about how God healed your marriage, but even if I didn't, I'm still going to love me some Jesus. But the people that really need to hear it are the people who don't know what God can do. Your coworkers, your friends. Your cousins, those who don't really know God, they haven't connected with the church. What are the reports they're receiving? This is how the early church grew. They went, they went out and testified. Not to themselves. You know, Peter didn't tell James, hey, James, you know Jesus loves you, right? Have you heard about what Jesus has done? Did you know that he died for you? Do you know that he, he, he wants a relationship with you? And James was like, yeah, bro, I, I know all this stuff. I mean, we walked with him together. Yeah, I, I mean, that's great, man, but... Let's tell someone else who doesn't know. That's what we're talking about this morning. They went out, they preached. They went out and they did miracles in the name of God. Those, those things weren't done just in the church, but they were done by the church outside of the church. And see, Christians have such an incredible report. Man, you have such an incredible report that, that many times we only talk about inside the church. Such an incredible testimony that we don't let anyone else know except our brothers and sisters in Christ, which is good. But their lives don't depend on that testimony. That's not going to pique my interest because I know what God can do. I know what he's done. 
The queen of Sheba, she heard about two things that, that Solomon had done, and uh, she wanted to see for herself his wisdom and his wealth. And so the first thing that she inquires about is, is his wisdom. The text says that she went to test him with hard questions and, and share with him all that was on her mind. I don't know what was on this woman's mind. Maybe she had marriage problems. Maybe she's like, King Solomon, I don't know what to do. My husband never listens. He don't know how to put the dishes away. I have kids running around. I'm losing my mind. I, they're out of control. I need some parenting advice. Maybe she had some leadership questions because, you know, she was a, a queen and, and he was the wisest of the wise. And, and so maybe she went to inquire about, about how to be a better leader. I don't know what it was, but, but she had heard that this man was crazy wise. So, so what did she have to lose? She sits with him and she tells him all that's on her mind. And when you start telling people about Jesus, church, they're going to ask you some questions. That's what people do when they're interested, unless they're trying to argue with you. But if they're genuinely interested, they're going to start asking you questions because they're, they're curious to learn more of what you speak so highly about. I, I, teach, a, I teach an apologetics class at this, this Bible institute. It's called uh, Houston, Houston Institute of Theology. And, man, I love hearing the reports from, from my students. They, they have conversations during the week with their coworkers, and, and, and they'll come to me. And our, our class is Thursday nights, and they'll come, and they'll say, hey, Pastor Ryan. And they call me Pastor. Don't, don't get jealous. Uh, they say, Pastor Ryan, uh, I, was, I was having a conversation with, with my coworker, and I was going over all the things that we, we went in uh, over in the class and everything that we've been learning, and, and she's, got, she's got a lot more questions. And, and I, I rejoice when I hear that because it means that people who don't know who Jesus is, they're talking about him. They're asking about him. They're wanting to know more about him because they're curious. And so you might say, man, my, my church has, has an awesome children's ministry. It's got some awesome uh, children's pastors over there. Man, they, 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 put, they give everything that they have to the children's ministry. They're incredible. We have an awesome youth ministry. We baptized like 15 kids last Sunday. The people there are so friendly. They might, the people listening might say, Really? What time did your service start? Huh. I'll have to check it out. They'll have questions. They'll have questions. But that's okay because you have answers. Because you're the one giving the report. And so the second thing that, that the queen wanted to see for herself was, was the wealth that Solomon had. And maybe you say, well, I can't talk about wealth, Pastor. I don't got wealth. I like I like to think that you do. And, and for the queen, it kind of sounded too good. Like, he's got that much gold? Like, seriously? That much? No, nah, I don't believe it. That's just, that's just what people are saying. People exaggerate all the time. I'm going to go. I'm going to check it out for myself. Because it's too good to be true. And let me tell you something, church. When you tell people of the blessings that God has done in your life, people might think, ah, that's, nah. That wasn't God. That's too good to be true. That's in her head. She can't have a better life than I do. I make more money than she does. You know? what, what can she possibly be talking about? Blessings. What, what blessings? When you tell someone, man, I've been going to this church and, and, and God has been doing some things in my life because I started to trust in him more and I'm no longer leaning on my own understanding. It's awesome what God is doing. People might say, man, that's just, that's just in your head. I've been to church before. That's never happened to me. But then they come in, and their curiosity 
brings them in. They want to see it for themselves. And, and maybe it doesn't happen right away, but then they keep on coming back. And then they begin to be transformed. And then they want more. And then they, they start having joy in the place of pain where pain was before. And they begin to have hope in things that were hopeless. And they begin to smile more because they're finally, finally starting to believe of the report that you originally told them. And they're going to show up and eventually they're going to they're going to have this transformed life and they're going to say, man, 110 percent of what he said was true. Not just 100, 110. Look at verse six. It says, and she said to the king, the report was true that I heard in my own land of your words and of your wisdom. But I didn't believe it until I came and my eyes had seen it. Your wisdom and your prosperity surpass, surpass. The report that I had heard. Happy are your men. Happy are your servants. Blessed be the Lord your God who was delighted in you and set you on the throne. This is how salvation happens, church. This is the way it happens. People first hear of the reports. And then they want to see it for themselves. They want to experience it for themselves. They want to be a part of it. If, if everything that you're talking about is so amazing and this God that you serve is so incredible and he just, man, he just, he brightens up your day in the darkest storm. If I'm hearing about that and I don't understand what you're talking about, I'm going to want to know for myself. I'm going to want to, I want to get a part of it. So my question to you this morning, and this is a very congregational type of message. What are the reports that you're telling people? Are you giving out any reports? What report do you have? What haven't you shared with those who who don't know the God that you know? Are you getting this this morning? This, this This is a good word, man, but I'll be honest, an application makes us a little bit nervous. It will come up. It makes you nervous because, like, well, what, if, what if I start talking about God and, and what God did for me and, and people, they think, I'm, they think I'm weird. They think I'm too religious or they think I'm so gullible. Or What if, what if I start talking about, you know, how, how, off, how, how awesome my, our, our, our church ministry is and, and they're like, you go to church and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, that just makes me... Nervous. And what if they don't believe me when I tell them of the reports? That's okay. It's supposed to be unbelievable. That's the whole point. Because if it's unbelievable, but you keep talking about it, and you keep living in the joy of the Lord that you keep on talking about, and you keep up showing up to work and and peace, and you have all this patience, and, and your joy isn't easily knocked down, and you're telling people what God has done, they might eventually say, you know what? I gotta see it for myself. I got to give this a try. And that's my challenge to you, this church, uh, this, this, this year, church, to be the walking report that makes people curious. And I don't know, I don't know if you're going to take it to heart. I hope you do. But if the church doesn't do this, the church begins to die. You've probably joined like some type of club before, or like a maybe like a CrossFit. People are always talking about CrossFit, and I'm, I'm I, I genuinely want to give it a try. 
because they keep telling me, man, you need to come to my CrossFit gym. You need to come. Like, it's awesome. The people there are so awesome. Eventually, man, I'm probably going to end up going and seeing for myself. What are the reports you're telling people about your God, about what God has done in your life? Who are you testifying to that is, that is not already going to say, hey, amen, brother, amen, sister? Who are you testifying to that might look at you weird when you actually testify? Because that's kind of where it counts. That's, that's kind of how the, the church grows and, and, and multiplies is when we go out and we tell others of what God has done in our lives. Amazing things. Amazing things are coming, man. Great things are coming. Great things are coming. You got, I don't know if you believe because if you don't believe it, then you're not going to go tell anybody. Great things are coming. Great things are coming. I'm telling people, I'm telling people, man, this, we're, we're doing all these things at our church and, and, and God has been doing something. And God has been moving. I've been ta- I was talking to some of my cousins uh, yesterday and I was like, man, God, God is, you know, God is, he's, he's taking the church in a whole new direction. And they're like, really? I'm going to have to go check it out. I'm going to have to stop by. That's how it was done. So my challenge to you, church, man, you have a report. You have a report. Man, God has done something in your life. God has healed your marriage. God has restored your health. God has provided for you when you didn't think you were going to be able to survive the next week because you didn't know how you were going to eat. God has done something for you. Who have you told? Who have you told? I want to leave you with that word this morning. It's supposed to sting a little bit, so I, I hope it does. But you have something so valuable that you have to share. And my challenge to you is that you do that. Amen. I'm going to ask us that we stand this morning. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you this morning, my God. Right there where you're at. Why don't you just bow your heads? I want to pray over this word. Heavenly Father, we thank you, my God. We thank you, my God, because, because there is a, port, a report, my God, that we have that, that tells us of some incredible things, Lord, that you have done. And I pray, Father God, that we don't shy away, Lord, from speaking up to those, my God, who might need to hear it. To those who are broken, my God, and, and need to hear a message of, of, of restoration, my God. Those who are sick, my God, but don't know what you can do, Lord. I pray, Father God, that, that our lips, my God, begin to move, Father God. That your Holy Spirit begin to empower us and guide us, my God, through the words that, that we, might, we may not know what we're saying, my God. We don't know how to, how to articulate what we're trying to say, my God. But we're asking, Father God, that you just stir something up in us, my God. You stir up this this excitement, my God, for what you're doing, my God. This joy, my God, for who you are, Lord. And that we may go out and we may speak up. In Jesus' name, Father God, I pray right now, Lord. I pray right now that your Holy Spirit may empower us. That may he, he may burden us for the things that break your heart, break our hearts for the things that break yours, Lord God. Thanks for tuning in to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast. Join Pastor John Ryan Cantu every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. 
For directions or more information, visit us at primeraiglesia.org. We'll see you next time and hope you have a blessed week.